Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil about and Brittany is back. We're finally back from vacation. Nobody, well, I don't want to say nobody's sick because I feel like I'm getting sick right now, but it seems like everybody has, has come through unscathed, and uh, I finally have my partner in crime back on the podcast. Everyone, rejoice. So I do want to thank Kevin from Florida. Uh, he reached out to us about a topic that he wanted to hear us chat about. And Brittany wrote an episode based entirely on the shit show that we have had to deal with, with childcare, including we don't have a babysitter right now because her car broke down and we are trying to shoot this in the basement and the kids are upstairs. So during the day. Yeah. So stand by, stand by for interruptions that I'll probably have to edit out. Can't wait. All right, let's get after it. All right. So just a little disclaimer, this episode is going to discuss childcare. If you do not have children, you have no interest in having children or have no desire to hear about the struggles parents in the wedding industry encounter. This may not be the episode for you and we'll catch you on the next one. I guarantee it's going to be funny though. So let me just start with a little backstory. When a man and a woman fall in love. (laughs) Just kidding. So our wedding adventures began in the fall of 2018. At that point in time, we had our newborn daughter and our 18-month-old son. Now, I was not shooting weddings. Phil had just kind of was dipping his feet in and seeing if this was kind of a thing for us. And then um, we had never really had but a handful of reasons to have a babysitter at that point in time. But um, fast forward to the summer of 2019 when I started dabbling a little bit more in second shooting. I think I did probably 12 weddings that year with Phil. And that's pretty much where our struggles with childcare began. Why are you, you looking at me? You did like twelve that? weddings with me in twenty nineteen. Maybe, maybe I didn't. Was no, that the it probably like, year? Probably okay, like maybe four. I skipped a year. So maybe I only did four. But the point being, Phil, I'm just saying you left me out to dry. Is that, um, that was when we first started to need childcare for more of a. Um, I wouldn't say routine, but longer periods of time. Cause at that time we had, like I said, never had, but, um, a concert that we went to. And I think Logan did an overnight because Piper was born. And that was the only other reason why we had had childcare. You should tell everybody about the concert though, since you brought that up. Uh, Lady Gaga. It was Taylor Swift. I was, pre- yep, I was pregnant with Piper with that right. Taylor Swift. And what happened to the Taylor Swift concert? Uh, Phil would like to believe that Taylor locked eyes with him. Did you check me out? <laughs> I got it on tape. For any of you that wants to see it, I have video evidence. Yeah, that's debatable. I'm just saying. Anywho. Taylor Swift, check me so, out. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's going to, he's going to go to his grave. Take that shit to my grave. <laughs> So when our struggles really began, we had a 11-month-old 
and a two and a half year old. So our kids are about 18 months apart. So we have lived in Massachusetts at this point for about three and a half years. Our closest family members live about um, 800 miles, and the next closest is 3,000 miles away. So family and close friends are not exactly an option for us. And so our first attempt at finding childcare was to kind of just put our feelers out and ask for friends' input and um, just kind of see what people in our area were doing. And... This is where we first came into care.com, I believe. And while I don't have anything bad to say about that, because we did get some really, um, we had someone that was really good for a really long time. I think it she saw us out throughout the first year when I started working. Um, but that was just the start of, a struggle because <laughs> pretty much went downhill from there. <clears throat> yeah. So the whole point of this podcast is not to like bitch and complain about, Oh, woe is us. We have kids and we're trying to work. It's just, I feel like this is something that so many people can relate to. Um, and like we said, we had Kevin reach out from Florida and he was just like, this is relatable. Like I live for the moments that you talk candidly about, you know, your children and the struggle. And um, if we're feeling it, we know that you guys got to be feeling it too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there is a very legitimate complaint when it comes to just trying to do basic day-to-day things when you have two little kids that right now are stomping around upstairs and probably smashing stuff as we are down here talking. <laughs> It's like a giant upstairs. Yeah, I'm actually, so I, I love how nobody can hear that on these microphones because it sounds like an earthquake above us. Can't wait. But we heard you, Kevin. We I've been thinking about doing a podcast for like this for a, a while, and you just gave us kind of like the the green light to do it. So the struggles are real. Um, I feel like I could be really preaching to the choir about this one, but. The unconventional schedule that we share, the long hours, um, oftentimes there's travel involved, the late nights and weekends um, have really been a problem for us in our inability to give someone kind of like a set schedule um, for routine, someone that's looking for a steady schedule. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't that? know. It looked like you just gave me like the peace symbol no, I'm for telling some you reason. like that I've moved on to point two, the struggle. <laughs> okay. That... Okay. You were looking at me funny. I don't I know. wish everybody could have seen what just happened there because people are going to be like, what are they talking about? Because Brittany just mean mugged me, threw the peace symbol up, and then just kept reading. <laughs> Anywho. On to the struggles. On to the struggles. So basically what we have found is that Because we have like, oh, we'll have a wedding on Saturday and then some weekends we have a wedding on Sunday and then we skip a weekend and maybe the following weekend it's a Friday, Sunday. We try not to do that anymore, have more than one wedding a weekend. But as we've grown and learned what works best for us, we have done double, triple, 
you name it, like just to get through, especially with COVID, we had to do quite a few finaglings to get all of our couples happy. I think, yeah, I want to say in September and almost all of October, every weekend was either a double or a triple header, like either a Saturday, Sunday or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I highly would recommend not doing that. That was miserable. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And then you compound what what Britt's talking about right now and every day having the uncertainty of knowing if a babysitter is showing up. Like that just, that really starts to to build up after a minute. Yeah, so I mean, I, I get it. I'm not here to blame millennials or any certain generation. I'm a millennial. Because we have literally had people from all age demographics bail on us when they committed to dates. And, you know, the truth of the matter is shit happens. And when you don't have family that you can bail you out on a pinch, like it really sucks. Um, so I mean, that's just kind of where that is for us and where we've had to kind of divulge is like, I went from having one sitter that was really reliable to then realizing, oh, she has a life too and doesn't want to work every single weekend. And sometimes when she committed to a date months ago, you know, then she got heads up that her cousin's wedding was the same weekend or whatever, like just life happens. And so then we started having a team of babysitters. So we went from one to three to five and slowly each wedding season we would start out with like five early on and then end up with one lone sitter at the end yeah and that's not to say like our kids are nightmares because they're not by any i don't want people to be listening to this and be like oh your kids must be just terrorists (laughs) no they're their kids are perfectly normal they're just normal you know it's a five and three year old now and um it, just, it was crazy at just the turnover the last three years of, you know, like Britt said, she, she'd be on care.com interviewing people. Then she'd be on whatever Facebook yeah, you recently know, group. The ha- last thing was Facebook, like a mom's group. Yeah. And, you know, for anybody that's actually looking for childcare, uh, while care.com was cool, it was expensive. And the the quality of the lead was just as much as a free Facebook group. Right. And I was really hesitant at first, but then one of my babysitters who was a teacher that I found on care.com had said to me like, Hey, why don't you check out this Facebook group? I get families all the time off of here. So then that kind of, I don't know, changed my perspective on that because you know, it's not just, and you still have to do your research. I would never recommend anybody just, you know, Hey, you answered my ad on Facebook. Come see see my children. (laughs) Like I go through a gamut of, you know, I have to meet you. I need you to come to my house and meet my children. And, you know, the list goes on and on, but actually, why don't you talk about that for a second? Cause you, you were doing phone interviews then, if they passed the phone interview, they were coming to the house 
to meet you and the kids in person. Yeah, for about an hour. Yep, and we were you were watching how they interacted with the children and that kind of stuff. And what did you do after that? Well, and then, um, you know, based on their experience or whatnot, you either go through their references or, um, you know, some at there was at least two that just didn't come back after like. Yeah. It just didn't work out. And that's cool. And that's totally fine. That's, I want it. If something is going to happen like that, I want it to happen while I'm there. And then if they're not a good match. Yeah. We get, can you imagine getting a text <laughs> message? They're like, Hey, we're out. And you're like, wait a second. I'm, I'm four at, hours away. As, what do you mean yeah, you're out? No, thanks. We actually had a babysitter tell us that story about how, uh, somebody was sitting for, it was like an ER doctor. And then I can't think of. She was sitting for someone who. Back up, back up. The babysitter that was coming and interviewing for us had to step in for a family that was like a nurse and like a firefighter that were on like opposite schedules. And the dad was sleeping and the babysitter just up and left. Yeah, said like she she couldn't she couldn't she do couldn't this. handle it. Yeah, and so you know there was a parent home, but said parent was sleeping and quote unquote like off, you know, off. What am I looking? The clock for? off the clock, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they were paying this person to just be there while dad slept and mom was at work or vice versa, whatever it was, and um. They dipped out, and I couldn't imagine something like that happening. But shit like that happens. Just got to do your homework and hope that you have a good neighbor. (laughs) 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 All right, so back on topic a little. So some of the things that we face out here, obviously, you know, like I said, a lack of consistency and not being able to give a babysitter, you know, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday type of schedule or every, um, you know, week, just something consistently makes it very hard for someone to commit to you. Um, So along the way, we have decided that it would be in our best interest to get someone more full-time, more committed. And as we were feeling around telling people about our struggles in the industry, Phil's friend, Phil had mentioned that, um, another mother in the industry had gotten a no pair. And I know you've heard us talk about it. It's taken us a really long time to get to this point. It's taken me a really long time to accept a full-time help, a live-in help, Um, but in less than 10 days, we're getting our au pair and we're very excited and, um, we're hoping that it's going to be just like a lifesaver for us because I cannot tell you the number of times that we've had someone bail on us last minute, whether it was for something as simple as date night or a wedding. 
And luckily that's only happened to us like once. And I could like jump on my friend real quick and be like, hey, can you help us out? And she had no problem doing it. But that's not something that I ever want to have to do again. I mean, we were supposed to have date night tonight. We should be at a movie right now. We're going to go see the, what is it? The unbearable weight of massive talent with Nick Cage. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to go see that this evening, but, um, but not tonight. Our babysitter called us and said that she can't come. So we're filming a podcast about childcare instead. (laughs) (laughs) So, like just another thing that I wanted to mention was like cost can also be a factor that's really difficult for some. Um, if you can't rely on good old grandma and grandpa or aunts and uncles or anyone, like it can easily cost you between 18 to $30 an hour. And we're finally in a place where both of our kids are more independent and obviously it costs more. If your children are in diapers, not body trained, um, and you know, obviously, you're willing to pay more for the right care, so it's just another factor, anyways. Um, and just the like, we normally though, just as a side note, factor in our childcare cost to our prices. As kind of like a flat rate. We know what we pay our babysitters an hour on average. And so we always factor that in, whether travel is involved. Um, and that's, I mean, round also, I mean, you, you know, if you're paying your babysitters 25 bucks an hour, you have a minimum. Chances are a minimum of 10 hours, eight hours of shooting, hour of driving each way. You're looking at least 250 bucks in babysitter costs. Yep. So I, I'm very, very adamant about those kind of things need to be passed on. So, well, it just, it's one of those things that like we have packages specifically for, um, when Phil is only shooting and those packages also come with less details. Like Phil isn't going to be worried about miking everybody because our lowest package for a single shooter is basically a music video. So that takes a lot of stress off his plate where he's not like overly concerned about miking the officiant, miking the groom, getting sound bites for the entire day. And that's just one tiny factor that I can think of right off the top of my head. So basically... The investment in finding good, reliable childcare is time-consuming. It's stressful. And then when you go through all that work and then have the issue of someone not showing up or whatever, it just compiles onto the entire situation. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. 
Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Well, tell, talk to everybody about the au pair and what the au pair process was like. So I explain what the uh, difference is between a typical babysitter and the au pair. Well, a typical babysitter is someone that you pay hourly and they don't live with you and you're not I feeding mean, them. You're not feeding them. I mean, we feed our babysitters. They're allowed to have everything. But our kids only really eat mac and cheese when they're around. That's true. But so the au pair process is basically dating, essentially. I mean, if you want to break it down to the experience, it's finding a what, database or what would you call that? A I mean, yeah, it's a program. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. It's like eight o'clock. Uh, no, it's it's like a um, matching site. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's it's a it's a uh, like a match like a matchmaking site because they all of the au pairs have profiles on any service that you're using. We use cultural care au pair. But uh, there's tons of them. Yeah, there's like I think there's one called like American au pair. Like there's there's a few of them, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you go through each you know person's profile. Uh, you can select it by region. You can filter um, filter it through just like the certain things that you're looking for. Like for us, um, swimming was kind of it wasn't like a huge deal. We don't need to have an Olympic swimmer, but we just wanted someone who is comfortable in the water because our kids are s- learning to swim. Yeah, they're both in ones on a swim team. And so we just wanted someone to be able to safely facilitate those um, hobbies and whatnot. And then. There's other things. They had to be like CPR qualified. They didn't know CPR. But that comes through the program. They make sure that they have like a a couple class, like three day class with children's safety and they get CPR certified and. all that stuff's online, though. How are they getting CPR certified without being in front of a dummy? I don't know. We'll have to make sure there. I mean, it's supposed to be in person, but COVID. I just had an epiphany right that. there with that. Yeah, because she 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 said she had to do everything online because yeah, they we'll were flying to. them to New York, and then all of them would go through like five days of training in New York City, and then from New York they would leave and go to wherever their respective uh, host family was. But. This is all online now. Yep. But yeah, so there's the, um, you know, you go through and then you you start to see like who's available when. Mm-hmm. So some of them will say like, oh, I'm available in, you know, six months, 10 months, or I'm available tomorrow. So yeah. you you start to see, you know, out of the people that you, you know, kind of looked through that you were like, okay, like these six are available, uh, say May of 2022. So then you just, you try to, there's literally like a connect button, right? Yeah. 
Yep. You, you, you just connect with them. And if they, do they have to connect back? Um, this is starting to sound like Tinder. <laughs> it, that, I mean, it is exactly <laughs> what it felt like. And for someone who didn't date and never had a Tinder you know, in that kind of realm, it was a little strange to me, but we had to do things the old fashioned way. I met Brittany by walking up to her intoxicated at a bar. Yep. It's a classic. Great times. But, uh, the whole experience, you know, once you start matching with people, then you can jump on a phone interview. You can exchange a few um, emails or whatnot. And, you know, they suggest that you do a number of um, interviews and whatnot. And I hate to say that I only did two, but I think like when you know, you could just kind of keep going and keep going and keep going and it would be a never ending kind of like cycle of, oh, this person didn't do this, but what if this, you know, like just, I think we found the perfect person for us really quickly. Yeah. Cause the first one was really nice. She was very nice. And I think that she just had a different vision. Like when we told her it was cold out here, yeah. you could just see the look on her face. <laughs> she was, she gave a big, like, Fuck, like no. her <laughs> ideal family was in Southern, Southern California. California. Yeah. <laughs> And because she was asking like what time curfew was and you know what I mean? Like, is, are there any bars out there? And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> no, like, it, like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, but we need you on the weekends. Yeah. Sober. So the big thing for us, and this is, you know, not for everyone, but I wanted someone who was really going to benefit from our situation. And our situation is, we get to travel. We get to go all over New England and someone that would really enjoy doing that with us. So like I want – I saw this program and this opportunity as an opportunity to have an extension of our family, someone who would travel with us, someone who we would love to have come with us to all of our family outings. Like – I don't really see this and everyone might see this differently. Like, oh, you know, like we have our family time and she has her time and there will be plenty of that. But for me, I really wanted someone who is family oriented and wanted to be like actively engaged and involved with us, even like on her time off. Not that she would have to, but that she would feel comfortable knowing that like she was welcome to do anything and everything with us. Yeah, I mean, while, while she is technically an employee by definition, yeah, you know, the, the intent was not to treat her like an employee, treat her like a older sister to yeah. the kids. A niece. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they would look at her as an older sister. Yeah. But, um, but so that's the situation we I mean, found we, we Yeah. We got into what, like four, four zooms with her. We yep. met her mom. We met her mom. We met her dog. We met her boyfriend. Yep. So it was, it was a cool, like it was a cool little experience and she gets here in nine days. Yep. So we're really excited about that. And obviously there have been many struggles on my part about this because I remember crying to Phil about how I was giving up my time with my kids and 
Mom guilt really starts to set in. She was losing her mind that she wasn't going to take Logan (laughs) to school. And I keep telling her like, Logan's going to be taking the bus in like six months. Like what, what are you getting angry about right now? Like that's first of all, it wasn't anger. It was just as some moms and fathers and caretakers can relate. It's just this giving up time. But then I had to, the rational side of me had to let go of the mom guilt and just Except that, like, I will be a better mom if when I'm working, I can commit myself 100% to my work. And then when I'm with my children, I can then give 100% of myself to them and not be irritated trying to do the, do both at the same time. Makes me a shit employee to our company. <laughs> a shit parent sometimes. So, you know, it's it's tough. But I came around. I'm really excited. And I think now that we have a face to this au pair program, like I feel really good about it. And I'm excited to know that, like, you know, of course, there's still the op, you know, the option that something comes up where she gets sick or something like that, um, where she can't take care of the kids on a wedding day or something like that. But I think as a company and as a husband, wife shooter team, we also have to have a backup shooter in case of emergency. And that's not for like everything, but just have a couple people that you're like, Hey, I'm in a bind. Can you help me out? Because sometimes the option is not in childcare. It's that you need to have a backup shooter. Just another food for thought. Um, yeah, so I kind of jumped around. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is where we found ourselves. We went from literally one babysitter to a team of five babysitters to... And every time we had a team of five, it dwindled down to one real quick. Real quick. So, I mean, it's taken us time. This is costing us a lot of money. But when we factor in how much we've paid for babysitters over the years... And editors. And editors, um, my role in our company is going to shift a bit. And I'm going to pick up editing... Social media, editing, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to start. A lot of just shifting roles and I get to play a bigger part in the company. I get to be a part of the podcast more with guests and everything else. So it's all exciting. We're excited to kind of go into this realm. Um, It's taken us quite a while to get here. It's not an overnight thing. This, like I said, is very expensive, but at the end of the day, I think it will be well worth what we're paying in just my sanity and this like push pull that I feel right now about like, oh, well, I, you know, it sucks. I can't be on the podcast or it sucks that, you know, I can't edit or you know, 
Yeah, I got real tired of watching you cry in the bathroom when you were trying to put makeup on for us to go somewhere and somebody had called and said that they can't come 30 minutes before we were supposed to walk out the door. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things. Obviously, you know, I don't feel like we're alone in this um, arena. It's a real struggle that parents face every day. And, you know, everyone's situation is differently. Maybe you have a parent, but they're disabled. I'm there. My my mom had a massive stroke a month before my son was born. And everything that I had ever envisioned about my mom being able to be a, a hands-on grandma was uh, stripped away in an instant. We're just really lucky to have her still. Other people, you know, don't have parents and don't have close family members. What are you laughing about? I can't say it. I'm not going to say it. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Politically incorrect Phil thinking thoughts over there. Oh, grandma. No, but I mean, we feel you. This has been a struggle for us. That sucks. And I know that we're nowhere in the clear. We got, I don't even know. When do people start letting their kids be latchkey kids? Eight. (laughs) What? Right. Eight. Yeah. Eight sounds good. It's good for me. Oh, no way. We leave Logan here by himself when he's eight. Burn the house down. He can make hot dogs by that point. He'd be stirring macaroni and cheese. It's a trigger. You you don't have to. It's not going to catch fire. It's a trigger. Stirring macaroni and cheese with ninja sword lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Oh, geez. No. I can't remember when I started getting left at home. I was I was probably it's probably middle school, yeah. But it wasn't for extent, it was only for like three hours. I get home from school and then my parents would get home from work. Yeah, like we're not five, talking about five, six. The nine to five mom and dad. We're talking about the Mom and dad that are working the nine to nine. <laughs> yeah. All day, Saturday, Sunday, when kids are out of school all day long. That's the fun part. I am not looking forward to those days. Take it one day at a time. There's <laughs> a few broken bones. It'll be all right. But yeah, I mean, unless you have anything to kind of add, I mean, this is your episode. I'm just over here in the peanut gallery. Um, and like I said before, I'm not here to bitch about my kids. I love my kids, but say it with some more conviction (laughs) next time. I'm not here to bitch about my kids. I love my kids. (laughs) No, well, it's just, I can understand how some people might be like, Oh, then you shouldn't have had kids. My attorney is forcing me to read this to the crowd, but it's just, uh, where we are, we had kids, we lived moved 3000 miles away from my family. And I mean, all of this is our, yeah. Our doing. Yeah. Like we, we made all these decisions. It's not like we're sitting over here trying to have, you know, for people to have like a pity party for us. We, uh, we definitely like, these were all decisions that we made. We, we left California knowing that we didn't have anybody out here. We We knew that we were going to start a family soon. Like we, it's just, we needed to adapt and overcome. And I think what we have found is just the au pair, which I will admit this is nothing against, you know, our new au pair Lua having someone that you've never met move into the house is very, it's different. Like it it is, it is different. Like it's a different kind of mentality. Like I keep telling myself, like, it's going to be, it's going to be strange for a minute. 
because we're going to have another human in here that. Not only that, it's a different person from a different culture where, you know, lifestyle is completely different. Um, I don't know if we said this. She's coming from Brazil. Um, And, you know, I think that one thing that we have been driving home with each other is that communication is key. There are going to be things that, like, she might feel uncomfortable with that we might feel uncomfortable with, but we can't fester on things. We have to talk about them. We have to just kind of squash it. Um, but just one little side note, one thing that I thought was really funny that she had mentioned, she's, she had said, I had a question about toilet paper, like toilet paper. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> We don't throw anything in the toilet. It all goes in the trash can. And I was somewhat familiar with this because I had neighbors back in Southern California that um, did the same thing. And I kind of found it strange. But at the same time, like not everybody has... Um, functioning sewer system. Functioning yeah. sewer. And so it makes absolute sense. And we're on a septic tank, so nothing but TP in our toilet. So I don't think it will be that big of a, a d- change or a difference for her. I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of a interesting little. Yeah, it's just going to be, there's going to be little cultural quirks and that kind of stuff. It'll be cool. I oh, just, I'm so uh, excited. Yeah, no, I just, it, you know, just having a stranger move in is just, it's a, it's, it's one of those, like your hurdle with, you know, Oh God, I can't take Logan to school. Mom guilt. Yeah. It's irrational, but it's still like as a society, we put these like pressures on parents, whether your mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whatever your child's situation is that you need to be a contributing you need to be contributing financially to your household, but you also need to be like the Stepford stay at home mom. That's also part of the PTA and the soccer team and everything else. Like the standards that we put on parents are just unrealistic. And I think that it took me a minute to, I don't know, just think rationally about things and all that emotions get too overwhelming and also know that like in the moments when I'm having tough times with my kids because I'm trying to write a description for a fucking wedding video to go onto Instagram and it's taking me forever because I'm getting pulled in every direction by kids and oh now it's lunchtime and now you know you got to clean up after lunch and you know, all these unrealistic expectations and stressors that I I put on myself personally, it just, it clicked with me one of these days and I was just like, it's not fair to me to try to like live up to all these expectations and be a part of the podcast and be writing the descriptions and making timelines and doing all these things. Which, granted, I know it's only every once in a while, but, you know, going full-time for Phil and um, me just being home with the kids 
all the time, like trying to balance all of these things together. It was just a bit overwhelming. There were plenty of times when I was, I don't know, just overwhelmed and angry and upset and and then felt like the world was on my shoulders. And then, you know, we start to seriously talking about having an au pair. And I keep saying this, but we have literally talked about this for like upwards of two years. Yeah. And we finally pulled the trigger. We had to get into a place where we could financially pull the trigger. That was the other piece. Right, right. I don't want to make this sound like this is a viable option for everyone. Like it is very expensive, but we've also had to like brace ourselves for it. No, you know, like we could do this or we can't do this. But like I said, like we, we had a year's worth of data telling us how much we paid for childcare and how much we paid for editors and how much, you know, ancillary costs that we had. And it just made financial sense for us to pay a little extra to have an au pair. And I feel like we get more out of it with the little more that we're paying. Yeah, I think that we'll be able to uh, like expand things with the podcast. We'll be able to do different things with editing. I think that, I think that we can really turn having an au pair into something that's generating revenue rather than just having a, you know, a babysitter here for us to do date night. Right. But even if it doesn't, it will. No, I know. But the, the whole thought of us just having peace of mind while we're at work, this wedding season is worth what we're paying. Yeah. And anyone that's thinking about it should definitely look into your options, but also like know that, you know, if you have family, treat them, treat them like gold because they're worth every bit of it. Get them a nice gift after listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how lucky you are. Don't take advantage of it. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> is that is that look on your face mean that you're you're good? I am good. I don't think I can drown this topic out anymore. Drag. What I say, drown? Drown. Oh. <laughs> Just until the bubbles stop. Yeah, you can't you can't go from talking about childcare to drowning. <laughs> no, no way no. Oh, we're gonna have CPS at our door tomorrow morning. Um all right. Well, if you like this, make sure that you like and subscribe. Uh make sure make sure that you join a private Facebook group, wedding videography for beginners. Uh if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And, you know, don't forget that we're still doing our mentoring program. I'm having a lot of fun mentoring. I've, we have a few people that we're mentoring now, so I'm, I'm really stoked about that. So, you know, feel free to reach out. If you have questions, make sure that you ask questions in our group. You know, you can send us an email. Um, unless it's negative. If it's negative, you can just keep that to yourself. I don't want to hear. But also, if you have um, any suggestions for other parents that, you know, are looking for childcare options, like definitely... I don't know, pop some comments in and let, let us know how you're dealing with your childcare. Yeah, and, you know, since you're, you bring that up, if you have, if you have anything that you want us to talk about in the podcast, feel free to shoot that over. Kevin did. And look, look at us now. Yay. So, uh, yeah, we hope everybody is staying safe and healthy. We hope 2022 was shaping up to be a great year for everyone. And we will talk to you everyone next week. All right. Out.
Bye-bye. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.